Welcome to Marriage and Money, a conversational podcast about personal financial topics aimed at improving conversations about money in your marriage so you can reach your dreams together. This is a weekly discussion brought to you by a seemingly financially incompatible couple bonded by the legal contract of marriage. My name is David, your favorite saver, and I'm joined by the spender who has pulled me through more than a few crises of my own, Heather. But just a few. Just just a few. I pulled you through just a few, huh? Not all of them. Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> I did have a life before I met you. I, I know that's surprising to know, but yes, I existed before you knew me. And you made it through those without me. Somehow. <laughs> not well. I probably felt Maybe apart. that was a crisis in and of itself. Yeah, that's not a good being point. with me, right? That is an excellent point. Well, well, we have a fantastic show planned today. Today we're going to be talking about what to do in the middle of an emergency. When you're in the midst of it all, how do you get through? This if sounds you, stressful. If you, if you don't have Heather, like I do, like that's <laughs> that's my plan is hang out with Heather. But I'm your life jacket, but your not, safety net. Not everybody has Heather. And so what do you do if you don't have Heather? This sounds like it's going to be a stressful conversation. I don't know if I'm ready for that. It's okay, kind of... well, I guess I'll be taking this one today. <laughs> this is going to be... I feel like this, I feel is, like this is stressing show. me out. No, actually, that's the opposite. We are going... To alleviate your stress, we're going to give you some solutions. We're going to help you to calm down and feel better about the situation. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, because we all hit emergencies. We all hit crises in our lives. And they, they have, usually they have pretty big financial impact when they happen. Yeah. I mean, don't kid yourself if you think, oh, my life is just going to be all perfect and roses and nothing ever wrong is going to happen because... That's not true. That might be the case up until now for you, but it won't be the case. Yeah. And I mean, crises can look different to different people. Like, you know, not everything has to be a earthquake or a tsunami or something or your house getting burned down or something. But the point is there will be crisis. And so it's guaranteed in life, unfortunately. Hate to break that news to you. Hope I'm not the person breaking that news to you. I hope not. Don't mean to be the bearer of bad news. Well, and, and we've talked before about the need for an emergency fund. And this is exactly what we're talking about here today is, okay, we've, we've expressed how you have to have this emergency fund. It's critical. but And how do you get through that? What is it like using that emergency fund? What do you do if you don't have that emergency fund in place? What does it actually look like to be operating in that environment, in that emergency mode? Yeah, I mean, we're not naive to, to think that everybody's got it all together and has a perfectly funded emergency fund and everybody's ready and and can go, you know, open their booklet to say, this is what I do, break, break in case of emergency, I'm ready. Like, we get it. Like, not everybody's ready, which is why we wanted to have this conversation, because if you aren't prepared, we want to tell you what to do if you get in that situation you're not prepared, but we also want to help you prepare for the next one, right? That's right. That's right, it, and it because it's it'll happen if it happens, and it'll happen more than once, like you said. You, if you're not ready for the current one, at least make sure you're ready for the next one when it comes. So, when when I think of emergencies, um, the first thing I think of is that my my brain just shuts down. Like when crises happen, all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh! I depending on how severe the the emergency is. I just have a hard time even operating on, yeah. on the most basic level. Yeah, I mean, I think your body goes into right that flight or freeze or, or freeze or flight even mode, shock, right? right? It's just like what is happening, and it it's all consuming, right? You can't 
go on with just even normal life because you're just completely consumed by this emergency or whatever's going on. And it goes back to, we talk a lot about in our podcast, like kind of Maslow's hierarchy of needs and kind of the basic needs. Like it's even hard just to like feed yourself or get up and dress or do like the basic things in life because if it's a real catastrophe, like you are just 100% consumed by it, right? Exactly, yes. And so, yeah, if you have a death in the family, like all, everything else is just doesn't even compare. Right? Doesn't you, matter. You doesn't, does, you're not even thinking about it. You're not thinking. It's hard to get your thoughts straight. And and so my my first just reminder to everybody, I know we're, we're, we need to be talking about finances here today, but my first reminder to people is that realize what you're going through. Realize when you're in the midst of an emergency that 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 you need to take some time, take some space, and take care of yourself a little bit. Just try to try to give yourself some time in order to process what's going on before you act, um, because it's possible that that your actions are going to be irrational or your actions aren't going to be what you would do in a calm uh, mindset. And I can assure you when you're in the midst of an emergency, especially early on, uh, you're not in a calm mindset. Right. And, and along with that, like along those same lines is try to stay positive, positive. Um, you know, most of the time, especially in a financial emergency happens that you weren't expecting, you're probably going to get upset or discouraged but acting in a manner where you're stressed out is only going to make things worse, right? And so if you can pause, take a beat, try to calm down, stay cool and collected, if you get your mindset in the right frame of mind and try to stay positive, you're going to have a better success in finding a solution. But if you go into it just completely stressed, completely discouraged, upset, it's not you're not going to get through it well. And I know that's easy, super easier said than done because when you're panicking and you're freaking out, like it's hard to stay positive, but really, really try, like try to just take a minute, try to meditate, pause, whatever you need to do to collect yourself. Yes. I remember a story my dad told me, um, about when he got in a car accident, he totaled his car and then he needed a car to get to work, to, to survive. And, and he was just in panic mode. I got to get a car and I got to get it today. And what he did, he didn't take that beat, and he bought this car that that he since that he that he since regretted. That he so he bought this this Plymouth Volari, and it was the car that he always <laughs> came back to. And he was like, "Why did I just rush out and do this?" And it was kind of his his moment. It was a great story because it was a, this moment for him where he realized, "Oh, you know, I should have taken a beat. I should have just thought about what I was doing." And I shouldn't have just jumped and bought the first car that was there just because it happened to be sitting on the lot and ready for me. I, I should have I should have thought about things a little bit further. And so I thought that was kind of a good lesson that we all need to take that moment, even in the middle of, of crisis, to say, am I really doing what I should be doing here? Or am I just reacting because this feels like the easy path and not really thinking about, will I regret this later? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good example. So if you can manage to calm yourself down, get in the right mindset, next, step back and evaluate the situation. What is actually happened? What happened? What are the facts? Get the emotions out of it. What is the situation? 
what if it's a is there a financial need associated with the situation kind of identify you know what are those expenses what's that going to be what's that price tag again in a in, in a right mindset so you're not being extreme you're not overreacting but you can factually look at the situation it, I think that's good advice. I think it's easier said than done as well. And oh, I sure. think this is where having your spouse next to you makes all the difference because sometimes it's, it, it's really hard to just pull yourself out of this spot. Like if you're in a tough spot, if you're in this, this crisis situation, it's hard to just say, oh yeah, now I need to stop and think logically. That can be really hard, but maybe your spouse is handling it a little bit better than you or isn't as close to the situation as you are or maybe you have a friend a close friend that you can talk to about this as well and maybe they can help coach you through this situation a little bit better and you can you can be honest with them and say hey I'm I'm just struggling right now and I really need some help processing my next steps because I'm not in a good place to be able to do that that's a that's a really good point and that reminds me like when we first moved to Singapore so we had a really small air shipment that we brought, and most of that shipment was taken up by our sleep number bed because I love our bed. We were able to take it into pieces, put it in. I was super excited about it. So we get our air shipment, and we go to turn on the pump and inflate the bed, and I'm super excited, and the pump burns out because we didn't have the right electricity unit or whatever. Converter. Converter. And I was devastated. I'm like, oh my gosh, we spent, or well, not us, but my company spent all this money. Like all our shipment was taken up by this bed. Now we can't use it. What are we going to do? Now we got to buy a bed. And I was just like panicking and just stressed with the move. And like, we took a minute, we took a beat, we worked together and we were like, hey, it's an air bed. We could probably just go to find a store and buy an air pump and pump it up. And, you know, we won't be able to use the controls, but at least we can use the bed. And it was like, oh, it was like a $50 solution that was super easy. But like in the moment, it felt like, you know, the end of the world. Yes. And it wasn't (laughs) in that case, it wasn't really a financial emergency, but it was it was a personal. It felt like a personal emergency because. Because we were on the other side of the world, because we were under so much stress, because, yeah, yeah. Well, and it did feel like we wasted all this money, because we had spent all this money to ship a bed, and now we weren't going to be able to use, and it was just like, oh my gosh, what a waste. Like, we should have brought something different or whatever. But it ended up working out. Yes, it it ended, but that was definitely a stressful situation. Yeah, and so you once you've evaluated your situation, once you've, you've had these conversations to figure out, what are my next steps? Now is the time to dip into your emergency fund. Uh, so this is the time where, okay, now we know what the, the logical, proper next step is. And using that emergency fund, now I, I said earlier on, you, can, you might need to take some time to take care of yourself. Maybe using that emergency fund is buying you that time. Maybe what you need is you need a week or two off work, and that's going to cost you some money to do that. And to get your head straight. And maybe using your emergency fund is the right thing to do to refocus you, to to, to level set. Um, that's what it's there for. Depending on the severity of your crisis, depending on what your situation is, that that is the point, right? And I think that sounds really easy. And for those of you that don't have emergency fund, you're like, yeah, well, yeah, use your emergency fund. Why wouldn't you do that? But for some of you that have an emergency fund, I feel like sometimes it's hard to dip into that because you're like, oh my gosh, I worked really hard to build this 
and I'm scared to lose it. But that's the whole reason you did it. Like, that's why you've got it there. Like, don't go into debt. Don't put it on your credit card. That's the point of having it. You'll take the steps to rebuild it and replenish it. For those of you that are a saver like David, you know, that's the point. That's the time to dip into it and use the money and spend it. But it can be painful to dip into it because like you said, Heather, you worked really hard building it up. Emergency funds are hard to build. They take time because we're talking about that three to six months is typically what we've said in the past. Three to six months of, of expenses is a lot of money and to takes a long time to build that up and then to just say, okay, now we're just going to spend it like, whoa. <laughs> right, right. That's going to take, you took sacrifice and it'll take sacrifice again. But what's more important is getting through this emergency safely, getting through it successfully. Yes, without debt. So next, uh, if you either if you don't have an emergency fund or you've used up your emergency fund or kind of while you're in the process of that, the next thing to do is really pr- look at your spending. Like prioritize your expend- expenses, your spending, and identify, you know, where your money's going and see if there's places you can cut spending to either, you know, fund this emergency if you didn't have a fund or if you need to be building back up your emergency fund. So this is, again, where you know, a budget comes in handy or at least understanding, you know, what are those basic needs? You know, where, what do you really have to pay for? You have to pay for lodging. You have to pay for gas to get your job. You have to pay for food to eat, but do you have to go to that? Do you have to go to McDonald's every day or Starbucks every day? Or do you really need to spend that much at Target? Like, are you, are you really just getting like toothpaste and shampoo or are you also buying whatever's in, you know, you walk in and see? So this is the time to really look at making sure your expenses are just going to your needs and find areas where you can cut that spending to either re- replenish your emergency fund or to cover the emergency. Correct, yes. If, you're, if your emergency is that you lost your job or both you and your spouse lost your jobs, then yes, you need to be dipping into that emergency fund. You have that three to six months um, to at your current expense level. But like you said, Heather, you don't. You may want to look at those expenses. You really should be looking at those expenses and where can you trim? Because while you have that three to six month time window, there's no guarantee you're going to have a job in three to six months. So if you can trim down those expenses while you're burning into your your uh, emergency fund, you're going to give yourself even more time. Uh, but you still have the flexibility to spend up if you really have to. But Try to trim down those expenses if you're in a layoff situation, for example. And I feel like a lot of people would say, like, oh, my gosh, there's nothing I can cut. You know, I am living just in bare needs. But I feel like most people in the world, you've probably got a little, you're not extravagant. You got, you, you got some flex there that you could probably pull back in some areas. Maybe it's even cable. You know what? Maybe right now in your life you can't afford that Netflix subscription or Amazon or whatever. I mean, maybe you don't I, need such a big data plan on your phone. Right. Maybe you need to move to a play, pay, prepaid phone or whatever. I mean, those may sound extreme, but you are in this is you're in an emergency situation and you need to make sure your needs are taken care of and that you can cover this emergency. So I challenge you if you're saying, oh, not me. I am I am only spending the minimum. I'm not saying there aren't people out there like that. But I would say most of the people in this world can find some areas to cut back on. Yes. If you're dipping into your emergency fund, you are in emergency mode and you need to be spending like you're in emergency mode. And that means cutting every every dollar you can out of that budget. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Um, now, if you don't have... 
if you if you don't have an emergency fund or let's say you have a lot of debt, maybe you have a big mortgage, maybe you have a car payment, maybe you have credit card bills that are coming in and now you have this emergency. Now you've got all these things banging on your door, probably wanting money, right? All of these things are coming at you. What do you do? Guido. What do you Guido's do? Guido's like, coming for you with the baseball bat. Exactly, exactly. And this is <laughs> this is what terrifies Tony Soprano. Me. This is what or terrifies me about debt is that you don't know when that next big emergency is coming. And if you have all these debts that were fine under good times, now you're in an emergency. Now it's a problem. Now you can't make those those payments. What do you do? I well right back to back to your your thing with your dad. Like let's say you you have a car payment and it's like you can't make it. Well, the last thing you want them to do is come take your car and now you don't have transportation, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean you're in a bad situation and now you've made it worse because right. now you've got debt and no car. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So. Yeah, it, it's it's a bad situation. So I mean, you can have conversations with your your lenders. You can you can try to see explain your situation, and and hopefully they will understand. Hopefully they'll adjust. Some some I'm sure will. Some may not um, until you're at risk of defaulting on these loans. But um, I again, my advice is stay out, stay as far away from this as possible. If you're not in that situation yet. Do what you can not to go into debt. Avoid debt because your life won't always be as it is now and you need to be prepared for when when you're going to have an emergency and you don't want debt holding you down. Yeah, I mean, I've never been in this situation where I've had to like negotiate with lenders, but I've heard it can work. Um, I don't think it's easy and I don't think it's a fun conversation, but I think you know, they just want to get something, right? So if you lay out your situation, you're like, listen, you're never going to get that, but here's what I can give you. You know, chances are you can get there with them. So it's worth trying. Again, not going to be fun, not going to be an easy conversation, but it's worth putting it out there to try to get it off. Impacts and, your credit score, of course. Yeah, and there might be, like, there might be resources out there, I'm sure, like, articles or podcasts or something to listen to to kind of give you some hints on how to do that. Um, again, I'm not an expert, haven't done it, but I know that it that it does work. You're, you're an expert negotiator with me. I am not. Oh, man. <laughs> that is not true. So maybe if maybe if the lenders were me and you just pretended the lenders were me, you'd be really good at that. Oh, boy. You get whatever you want out of me. All uh, right. So once you've kind of looked at your expenses, tried to get your debt down, the next thing is trying to find some extra money. So this isn't just like looking under the couch cushion to see what coins are on there or whatever. But... Um, we had an episode on this about trying to get extra money or extra income. So, you know, you can get a side gig, deliver pizzas, you can be an Uber driver, you can babysit, um, ask for a raise, especially right now with the crazy inflation, you know, it's a lot easier to go to your employer and say, Hey, here's the market. Am I getting paid? Um, or another option is to look at the available assistance out there. There are tons of programs and opportunities, you know, so take advantage of that if you're in a situation where it's available for you. Yes, and this all depends on the type of emergency you're in, right? So if if you crash your car, totally your car, and you, you're lacking, you're low on cash to buy a new car, then yes, certainly getting a side gig helps. Um, if you if you have you know a medical emergency, 
that may not necessarily getting a side gig may not be possible because either you or you need to spend time with your spouse who's sick or you're the one that's sick and you can't work and so it all depends on your emergency situation but if you if finding extra money or or you have time to go make extra money uh makes a difference then yes i think completely agree this is uh, something that could be pursued okay so if you did all of those steps you did everything we just covered and it's still not enough you can't cover the emergency what do you do wow well what so, do you do, David so, Braille? Okay, so first, what David Braille would do <laughs> is I would be looking at I, I'd be looking at some drastic measures. I'd be looking at do I need to move? Do I need to downsize my home? Do I need to be like we're getting into scary territory? Do I need to sell my home, downsize? Do I need, need to, to rent a, a different place? Do I need to sell my car? Do I need to get a different job? Do I? I'd be looking at all of those options first, as bad as they are, and, and I completely empathize with anyone that's in that situation because those these are not good options um and then as a last resort i reluctantly might say yes you probably might need to see can do you have any leverage to to take out a loan can you get a, a short-term some kind of a loan on this i hate i really don't want to recommend debt to people Maybe you can get a, a loan from a family. Again, I don't like loans from family. I don't. I don't like this. But like, if, if there <laughs> you is, you look really uncomfortable. I, I am we had a really video uncomfortable right now. Right now. I Audience, don't like looks, saying this. I don't like saying really this because uncomfortable. because it's bad advice. I can't believe you're telling people to it's, think out that. Well, here's the deal. It's bad advice. <laughs> I am. I am a hundred percent saying getting a loan when you're already in emergency is a bad is a bad move because you're making the assumption that this money is gonna solve that emergency. And it might, but it might not. And if it doesn't solve it, now you're in a worse spot than you were before you got that loan because now you've got the emergency that it still isn't taken care of and you've got even more debt. And that is not good. That is really, really bad. And so that's why I'm saying, do whatever you can, sell whatever you can, do not take out a loan unless you've done all those other things first. And you may not even get a loan at that point, right? Because you yeah. don't have any assets. Right. And you probably don't have a job then if you're in this bad of an emergency. Um, but honestly, you probably shouldn't have a loan if you're in... You're, you're going to be trusting others. You're going to be needing the support of others. You're going to be needing the support of family. You're going to be needing the support of friends. It's it's going to be tough. I don't know. What, what's your advice, Heather? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you got to ask for help. And like you said, you know, maybe, to your point, you may not even be able to get a loan. So maybe, you know, you have to ask family or... Or, or maybe it's not even loan. Maybe it's, hey, mom and dad, can I move back in for that's, a period that's of time? That's a better situation, or, yes. hey, is, can, you know, sister, can I borrow a car? Or, you know, maybe it's things like that, um, you know, asking friends or family, and hopefully someday you can repay that, you know, through helping them out in a tough situation. But Can I, can I take back my loan comment? <laughs> like, I really don't like it. I was not feeling comfortable about that. I didn't like it. Well, I, I think still to don't your like point, it. I mean, I think it'd be really hard if you're in that situation to even get a loan. I mean, you're probably looking at a credit card, but that's, that's basically. Worse. That's yeah. terrible. That yeah. Do not do that. Don't put it on a credit card. Please don't. Right. So... Hopefully, you're not in an emergency situation yet, and you're thinking, ooh, hey, am I quite ready? So we want to help you just take a couple minutes here to talk about how you should plan for the next emergency. Again, nobody wants an emergency, but it is going to happen. 
So what would you say, David? Well, I would start off with my favorite thing in the world. Oh, boy. Does it start with a B? It starts with a B. And, and it ends in a jit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're on the same train of thought here. Yes, I would say start <laughs> with a budget because if you don't have an emergency fund or your emergency fund isn't isn't bulky enough, it doesn't have that three to six months of, of cash in it, uh, three to six months of expenses in it, then start a line item in your budget that says we're putting this amount of money every month towards that emergency fund. And we're gonna keep putting money in there until we have our three to six months of expenses. Once we have that, then we can remove that line item from the budget and we don't have to worry about it anymore, but put it in your budget. That's how you make progress on it is if you're every month putting some money aside to it. Yeah, I agree. And while you're doing that, um, you know, we talked about like, you have to cut expenses when you're in that situation. So prepare for that. So go through, now you've got a budget, you know where your money's going. So be prepared to know where are those levers that you can pull when you're in that situation. So you don't have to take the time to go through and figure it out. Just know, hey, these are my levers. Okay, if I get into this situation, I'm gonna cancel the cable. I'm gonna do this. You know, put those out, be prepared, understand your monthly bills and those options that you have. In that situation. And for us, just to be transparent with the listeners here, for us, those levers are are eating out. We have an eating out line in our budget. So immediately an emergency, that's just gone. Unless eating out is a way that we handle that emergency. Vacation is is a line item in our budget. In emergency, that line item disappears. Um, and then, like you said, there's, there's inter- other entertainment. We have entertainment line item that disappears. So th- things like going, going out and doing things with friends or, or, or if there's, yeah, we, we would look at our cable. We would look at other services that we have. Um, all of those things are, are flexible. Right. Correct. Uh, and then I would also uh, list that, in order to prepare for this, you should manage your bills. You should understand what are the bills that we have coming in, how much are they, how can we think about reducing them? Like you said, could we? Are there ways we could use less electricity or less gas or less whatever it is? Can we manage those bills? Get our uh, get our cell phones down. Can we? Can we pay down the the debt that we have, the bills for our debt that we have coming in, the mortgage? Could we pay down our cars in advance so that we get that out of the way and clear that? What what's that that we can clear or reduce that we get on a monthly basis? Right, like you said, like if you've got debt and you're in an emergency, you're in a worse situation. So if you can get that debt out, that's going to really help you when you're in an emergency. Yeah, if you're paying that. three three four five hundred dollars a month on a car payment. Can you imagine how much easier that going through that emergency is going to be with an extra $500 sitting in your pocket? That makes a huge amount of difference. Right. And as we talked about, you know, next, like looking for extra income. So prepare for that. Like have your list of, just like your list of where I'm going to cut, have your list of where I'm going to add. Okay, so what are the ideas that I could earn extra money or earn extra cash when I'm in that tight spot? So just have those ways in your mind, prepared, ready to go. So you don't have to, again, expel the energy to get that. Exactly, exactly. And and then keep up uh, just routine maintenance. So Yeah, that's a good one. Because that can help eliminate, that can help you not even get an emergency situation. Because a lot of times that's what causes it, right? It is. It is. Well, it's things like maintenance on the cars or right. maintenance on your the house. house. If, mm-hmm. So 
rather than waiting until a leak comes through your roof, maybe you should get plan getting that roof reshingled ahead of time. Or maybe you should have the your air conditioner and your furnace serviced on a regular basis in order to make sure you you aren't surprised with a with a five thousand dollar furnace bill out of the blue. Yeah, and that's not fun to do. It's not fun to spend on money on that many stuff. But man. And those things break and you're in emergency mode, you're going to be glad you did it. And, and so, at a minimum, if you have an expert look at it on a regular basis, you're going to know, oh, yeah, my the, my furnace guys told me my furnace is still working, but I need to start thinking about replacing it in the next two to three years. Now if, you can start setting some money aside for that furnace. And if you're wondering, well, how do I do that? We'll go back and listen to our episode we had on <laughs> saving for large purchases and we could tell you very easy steps to do that. Oh, Heather. And then finally, if, if you that's still not enough, make sure you have a large enough emergency fund. So if you feel like, eh, is this really enough? You know, again, people say three to six months of expenses, but maybe that's not enough or maybe you're not quite there. So not a problem to increase your emergency fund. Yes, maybe you just went through an emergency and you realized, oh my goodness, I thought I had a good emergency fund, but I did not realize how big a blow an emergency can actually have on that fund, depending on what emergency it is. Um, and so, yeah, you might say, I need to, I need to double it, I'm, or maybe I need to, to just have an extra 5,000 in there or something. I, I don't know what it is, but a little bit more always helps. Great. So we want you to continue this conversation with your spouse or significant other. So what would you do if one of you lost your job tomorrow? Dun, dun, dun. Are you prepared? What do you need to do to prepare for an emergency? So Dave. Heather. What do you think is the biggest emergency we have had so far and were we prepared for it? Ooh, well, I, I, think, I think the biggest emergency we've had well, we've been married. I'm going to combine two emergencies. I would say um, the deaths of each of my parents, yeah. I think, were pretty big emergencies. And in each case, I was glad we had an emergency fund sitting there because that came well, – well, we kind of knew my mom was coming, it was going to happen. It was still somewhat out of the blue. It was still like you're never prepared for it. And – there are just a lot of expenses, many of which we weren't even thinking about at the time. And the expenses just come and it's like, okay, we, I'm glad we have money set aside here for it. Um, one example being um, making funeral arrangements for my dad. And we had, we sat, when we were making the, the arrangements, we found out, oh, we have to pay $15,000 today. And we were like, oh, we were very surprised. We weren't expecting that. We didn't have it sitting in the checking account. We had it in an emergency fund, but it was going to take a day to transfer. And it ended up kind of being a thing. It was a good recognition that sometimes even a day worth of, of transition normally is fine, but sometimes that can cause problems as well. Um, thankfully, we were able to get access to my dad's cash and it worked out. But um, but yeah, even even then you know, things, having an, having an emergency fund in the right spot is just as important as having an emergency fund because that money might need to be accessible now in certain situations, not tomorrow. Right. I mean, I was thinking the exact same thing. I, and I was, I agree with both of them. I was thinking more about your dad's because it was more recent, but I mean, A, that was a super big surprise and we were living in Singapore. And so 
there was a financial impact because we were on a plane in eight hours and buying tickets from Singapore to the United States in eight, uh, immediately in for a trip in eight hours is not cheap. And so, I mean, thankfully, you know, we were prepared we had the money. And like right. you said, we didn't have to do the expenses on the funeral, but even just the plane tickets to get back to the U S was, you know, yes. several thousand dollars. Yes. And, and so and we kept that much around for situations like that. Right. Exactly. And so had we not had that, like, I would can't even imagine if we were stressed about like, how are we even going to get back, you know, to be there? Like I can't even imagine. And so, I mean, and that was a situation where we weren't able to put ourselves first. You were just, you know, so distraught on the situation. And it was like, we've just got to do what we've got to do to get you there. And so I was was, really grateful that we had the money. And that was a great, that was a situation also where my head was not in a good place. And it was really helpful having you there while you were certainly distraught as well. I feel like you were in a better place than I was. And you were able to kind of carry me through, like I said at the beginning, carry me through that crisis, (laughs) especially at the beginning there, which was incredibly beneficial. So That's a great part of having marriage. It is. It is a great part of having a marriage. So I think you already shared your your thoughts on crisis, but (laughs) so I was going to ask you. We made it through this stressful conversation. Oh, man. This was stressful. It was. Well, yeah. We have to have it. Our next conversation has got to be more fun. Emergencies are stressful. But yeah, and they're not fun to talk about. They are not fun to talk about, but they are important. And so I'm glad we had this conversation. So I think that about wraps up our conversation for today. Remember, you can always email us at marriageandmoneypodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at marriage.and.money. Thanks again for joining us this week. And remember that whether you're a spender or a saver, your best financial life lies somewhere in